1: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
0: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Yeah, I want like the whistles. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. net.
3: Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Troy Halliburton, and joins me on the other line, my guy from the Washington Post, uh, Mr. Tremell Rex. How you doing today, Tremell?
4: I'm good, bro. Just trying, just trying to stay low key. How you been doing?
3: I mean, I, I've been doing all right. It's been a it, it's been a, a interesting day. I, I'm not gonna lie. It I, I didn't really get uh, a good night's rest last night just because it was something about the uh, the, the the news of the tragic uh, passing of Kobe Bryant yesterday that that really kind of just left me unsettled. Like I, I I was really just thinking about you know Kobe and his legacy uh, and his daughter Gianna, like. I mean that that was really the, the the saddest part to to me the fact that you know that that he passed in this helicopter uh, uh, crash you know while he's trying to you know take his daughter uh, to to uh, an AAU basketball game and, and it just seemed that you know that that the bond that he and his daughter were forming was you know it, it was it was literally something special for the world to be able to see you know that that his his daughter. Uh, uh, really took up the the sport of basketball and had the really the same passion that, that that he seemed to have. It, it, it was just a, it was a tough day for me yesterday. I'm not I'm not gonna lie.
4: Yeah, for sure, man. I feel like it kind of in my own way, yeah, I kind of felt the same way. Like I wouldn't say I'm a super emotional person, but I think when I when I kind of saw that report about it, I was like, you know, the first thing is, you know, I hope it's wrong. I mean, I, I had a feeling it wasn't, but you know, the first thing you think of is, man, I hope this is wrong. I hope this is wrong because if like, you think about guys like. You know, Kobe, I mean, all athletes, really, That those guys that really stand out. You think of them as, like, this invincible kind of thing. If they can't, nothing can, can ever happen to them. they have seen them kind of be these warriors on the court. Then, you know, go, especially in that way, wasn't like it was sick. It's just like this abrupt, like, you know, helicopter crash. You know, it kind of makes you, you know, I don't know, makes you feel weird and I guess a little bit more mortal than usual.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you look at, uh, like, the way that a lot of people view professional athletes, there's this air of invincibility that kind of goes with that when you revere people and and you view them as you know superheroes in a sense, and then just like you said, it, it keeps it keeps us all in touch with our own mortality and that you know that life is is really not promised. and you know I think that this, this is just a very sad and, and and tragic incident because I mean when you think about it, this is something that Kobe's done you know probably you know ten thousand times and, and over the course of his life. Over the, over the last like you know decade or so, uh, uh, you know taking helicopters to and from, uh, avoiding uh, L.A. traffic, you know it it it, it, it was really nothing that uh, was abnormal for the start of his day yesterday, except for you know it, it, he he didn't make it home. And I think that we all have to have this growing appreciation for you know just leaving your house and and simply just making it back home. Like that that's truly a blessing that I feel like we all just take advantage of. Uh, or take for granted every day
4: for sure man yeah i think yeah like my i mean growing up like my dad would always be like no today's the best day of his life until you know the next day happens just because he's like you, see, you gotta be so grateful for that day and i think you yeah, know stuff like this happens you kind of get a better sense of that i mean i'm sure that you know he had plans for today he had plans for last night whatever plans for next week and like now all that's gone like it's just a you know, snap of the fingers that can all change and you know you, you never plan to die i'm sure but like you know what i'm saying like it's just I don't know, like, it's, it's a weird feeling. It's hard to kind of really wrap your head around it. Like, I know that he died yesterday, but, like, just today seeing the graphics on ESPN and even the Washington Post, like that, it's, it's weird to see that Kobe Bryant is not here anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah,
3: exactly. And especially, you know, at 41 years of age, like, you know, I know that, you know, he, he was, uh you know, a, a mentor and, and a uh, – you know uh, a big brother figure uh, for for a lot of nba players but i mean 41 is still that, that that's still a young man's life like that's he still had you know a lot of life in front of him it, it's just it's just really sad to think about but i, I wanted to sit here and, and kind of talk with you about uh kind of remembering the the legacy of kobe bryant and you know how special he truly was as a basketball player uh when you look at the fact that you know th- this is a guy who uh, he literally had two separate Hall of Fame careers. You know, I know that there are people who uh, uh, who've looked up, actually done the statistical research on this, and that Kobe Bryant wearing number eight was a Hall of Fame basketball player, and Kobe Bryant just on his career as wearing number twenty-four was also a Hall of Fame basketball player. And so it, it's crazy to think about a guy who was really so special on the court, and then also a, a guy who was, I mean, just he was revered by. Uh, uh, basketball uh, fans across the world, uh, what, what what do you remember specifically about uh, Kobe on the court and, and some of the things that really made him so special?
4: I think the first thing that comes up is always that, that hardworking, the, you know, kind of determination type factor. I think, you know, a lot of times when people have talked about Kobe, they have this idea or this mindset that he really wasn't very talented, but he just worked so hard. And I feel like, I mean, I think he kind of talked about this before, but, like, he has you know, he has a very great, you know, talent level and he also worked hard, you know what I'm saying? But he like worked so hard that he forgot that he had like this natural ability. And I think that's something that kinda of goes kinda of goes a long way and kind of really puts into perspective just what kind of worker he was. Like you know what I'm saying, like a guy like Jimmy Butler is the kind of guy that you think about. Like he didn't have like maybe all the the tools, but he worked so hard. But like Kobe kind of had all the tools and he also worked really hard, which you don't see that very often. Like you only need, you know see. Uh, maybe three, five players in the history of basketball probably can have, cause they have the same forecast against him. So, like, you know, you think about just, like, the way that he, uh, every night like he's just attacking, attacking, attacking. Like, he plays like he wants to end his career. I mean, not in, like, a vicious way, but he wants to he dominate every single night, and that's something that I think that's what I'll always kind of think about when I think about Kobe as a, as a player.
3: Yeah, I, I think that the, the perfect way to describe it is, uh, you know, the, the Mamba mentality. And I think that, you know, um, uh, 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 about halfway through Kobe's career, you know, he, he kind of dubbed himself as a black Mamba. And, you know, that, that kind of, like, took on a life of its own. And so when you talk about just having that, you know, that killer instinct, that, you know, that drive to will, that drive to win, I think that uh, Kobe Bryant and the Mamba mentality embodies that in a way that, you know, I don't think really any professional athlete really has uh, especially, you know, over our lifetime. and so, you know, I think that uh, for 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 two millennials sitting here having this conversation, you know, it's very important to 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 point out the fact that, you know, Kobe really Kobe was the Michael Jordan of our generation. So for for people who you know, kind of grew up watching basketball, you know, I, I don't really remember a lot of the the, the Michael Jordan uh, Chicago Bulls days. I remember Jordan on the Wizards. But you know, when you think about uh, greatness over a long period of time, I think that Kobe Bryant is is the guy that uh, that a lot of people uh, uh, would, would kind of hold in that regard. And you know, it's it, 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 it to to have him uh, no longer be here with us anymore. It, it's just it's really shocking.
4: Yeah, absolutely, man. I was kind of talking about this to my my buddies in the group chat. And, you know, it's just. We grew up with this guy. Like you, I mean, obviously he's a lot older than me. I'm only 26, but like you, kind of, you kind of grow up and you see him growing at the same time. So it's kind of like you guys did it together in a way. It was like a good kind of bond. Like you know, you saw him going through the struggles. Like I remember when I was a kid, he was garbage. Like you know, what I'm saying he wasn't. He couldn't really get buckets like that. And you're like, man, he might be a bust. But then over the time, you kind of grow with him, and he grows, and you see it. He's getting the championships, and you know, he's going for 30, 30 a night for a whole season, stuff like that. And, like, it's just, it was really cool, man. Like, you kind of see him winning without Shaq and stuff like that. Like, it's just, when you get to experience in that way, and I'm guessing it's the same way that, you know, our parents probably feel about Jordan, like, it kind of puts in perspective and makes you kind of realize why it's so hard for people to let go of people from their era. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be tough for somebody. I mean, I guess LeBron was Town kind of at the same timing, but, like, it'll be really tough for someone to ever eclipsed Kobe in my mind just because I got to witness it and see his growth and his development and to become this legend like uh, Michael Jordan I know he's great like i see seen the stats I've seen the video clips but it doesn't hit the same way like he used to pass away it'd uh, be a sad situation but I'm not sure that I would really feel the same kind of impact on me personally just because I didn't have that connection with Michael Jordan like maybe my parents or grandparents would you know what I'm saying so I think it's just kind of crazy and it's, it's hard to hear but it, it's something that uh, you know I mean obviously you have to come to grips with but yeah Kobe's just Kobe Kobe, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he has one name, and that's how you kind of can know that, you know, he's a, he's a guy that people really, you know, resonate with. I think, you know, he's you like CNN. Everybody's talking about Kobe Bryant. He kind of transcended sports. He just became this kind of enigma and this kind of this big uh, this, this big brand, and it's, it's kind of sad to see it in so soon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you say
3: uh, the, the one-name recognition, I think that that is definitely a sign of somebody who has transcended what they do. And so, you know, when, when you look at, you know, some of the things that, you know, Kobe was uh, preparing to do in his life uh, after uh, basketball, you know, he, he was already, you know, highly accomplished in that realm too. You know, the a guy who, who won uh, a, an Oscar already for his animated film uh, last year. And so, you know, he he had already began uh, you know, working on different uh children's books and and other films and other like just he 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 was de- uh delving into constant creation world and he seemed to kind of attack that with the same intensity that he uh attacked the the, the basketball court with and, and it really, you know, it, it it's sad to have, you know, the the world lose out on, on all of the great things that I I'm sure that he was working on from from a uh, from a creative standpoint.
4: For sure, yeah. I mean, I remember the um, like the the deer basketball thing he won after four the Oscar for, and then I'm not sure if you ever watched those videos that he used to do, where he would kind of like break down. Uh, they show him on ESPN, he kind of break down the uh, the different players, like in a cartoon form. So he like have like the little things like the Golden Democracy with uh, Golden State, or like um, how Kawhi Leonard's like his robotic uh, manner kind of helped him become this great player. Like those are awesome, and like it really I mean, along with the detail, uh, show that he used to do as well. Like those things really broke down the game for me in a way that. Um, it, it kind of makes makes it even more uh, understandable. Like I feel like I have a good grasp of the game of basketball, but the way that he was breaking it down and in in, in kind of this uh, supposed to be like I guess meant for children, but like I think everyone could learn from it. He kind of realized that uh, you know basketball. I don't know if people. Everyone realizes it's like a really. It's not just putting a basketball basket in a hoop. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot that goes into it as far as defensive sets, offensive sets, and like it's more than just a bunch of you know athletic people running around. I and mean, I think. He kind of put that into, uh, get put into words and make you understand the the process that it goes through. And I think I, that's something we really appreciate. I was looking forward to kind of seeing more of that stuff. I he really, I mean, he's a little bit dark sometimes in the the way that he would describe things. But I think it was like something that really was helpful and something that we'll miss. I think that that on the next generation they, they kind of got robbed of that being able to see his great creative mind uh, continue to, to to share basketball and share life lessons through uh, through the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, w- when you talk about, you know, basketball being a lot more than just putting the ball in the hoop, I know that, you know, Kobe is, you know, definitely remembered for being one of the best NBA scorers of all time. But, uh, that you, the, when you brought that statement up, it just kind of reminded me of one of my favorite videos of Kobe. Uh, this is actually circulating on social media, I would say a couple months ago, but it, it's like Kobe at a basketball camp and he's like, and he's telling the kids, he's like, you know, everybody's, you know, practicing so much on, you know, all the dribbling and shooting and stuff. He said, man, you need to practice on, you know, screening and cutting because, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, there's 10 people on the basketball court. And really, you know, there's only going to be one or two guys who really have the ball in their hands, you know, for the majority of the time. But everybody else, if you want to be able to score, this is how you score. You got you got to be able to learn how to move without the basketball, how to, you know, uh. Uh, properly screen for your teammates how to properly cut to the basket you know things of that nature and i think that you know uh as far as kobe's uh basketball intelligence i think that you know i mean he was really, he's really up there with you know some of the greats of all time when 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 it comes to just being able to break down the game in in high detail um you know he had that 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 uh that series on espn plus uh called detail where he would literally just go through and break down watch film of different players and breaking down, you know how how they're able to do what they're able to do, and so and when you when you look at like a lot of professional athletes, like when it comes to their uh, communication and their messaging uh, to their fans, I feel like Kobe was so detailed with you know being able to communicate uh, what it is that he was seeing, and we got a chance to get a glimpse of some of the things that really made him so special beyond just you know his his physical tools.
4: Exactly man, yeah see exactly yeah, I agree, one hundred percent man
3: <laughs> yeah man, but it, it it it's it's a tough thing to 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 sit here and 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 you know talk about uh kobe's legacy uh, i do I do think that there is a conversation to be had about uh uh over the last couple of years, you know it's really become this debate of you know uh Jordan versus Lebron, and I do feel like that Kobe Bryant did get kind of lost. In the in the shuffle because he it it was like a a middle generation almost and you know I think that the NBA uh, uh, had its probably uh, its 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 biggest down years after the retirement of Michael Jordan and so and before LeBron and you know this uh, that next generation of players were uh, able to come along and you know kind of change the game and how it's uh, viewed and 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 and. Really turning it into this big billion dollar corporation with all of the global sponsors and, you know, breaking into China and, you know, and, and, and breaking the basketball and having to be a global sport. Like, I feel like Kobe was that stopgap player who, you know, kind of helped prop the league up in a time where, you know, they needed a face. They needed a, a superstar. And it, 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 it is tough that, you know, that, that his, that he didn't really get the, the flowers of, being, uh, one of those all-time greats, uh, uh, while he was still here. But I have always felt like this even before his passing. I would say that for me, Kobe Bryant was definitely a top 10 basketball player of all time. And he's probably definitely the, the second greatest shooting guard of all time. So if you were to put together like a basketball team, for me, Kobe Bryant would be on the, on that, you know, second all-time team at, at shooting guard after Michael Jordan. Uh, where, where, where do you kind of see, uh, Kobe and and his uh, lasting legacy when it comes to just strictly
4: just on-the-court production? Yeah, I'd say, if if I'm saying my personal one, you know what I'm saying? He's probably, like, the greatest player of all time, for me personally. But if I'm being objective, I probably have him at about uh, five or six, I think. I think you have, obviously, Michael Jordan's up there, LeBron's up there, uh, Magic Johnson, and then I think a lot of people don't really bring him up, but I think Tim Duncan is probably ahead of Kobe. Just because of like the the way that he was able to do it, and just he was a great player. He didn't get the he's he, not. If you want to talk about somebody who didn't get their the roses while they're alive, it's Tim Duncan. Uh, but I think you know you know Kobe Bryant is an amazing player. Definitely top ten for sure, like you said. And I think that to be honest, and it kind of may sound a little bit morbid, but like with him dying, I think it, it would kind of solidify his legacy, you know, in a, in a kind of a weird way. You know, it's like it might actually elevate him a little bit more because now people are really going to be. Looking back on it, and kind of thinking on the kind of player that he was, and the ways they weren't before. Before he, you know, a lot of people make the joke that like, "Oh, he's just checking up shots." But I think when somebody passes away, it kind of softens the way you look at that time. And I think that, that kind of may elevate him in some people's rankings. But I think regardless of that, he's always been a top ten player. I think in my mind, uh, probably somewhere around five or six. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he's right up
3: there. I can I can I have to agree with 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 your sentiment. Uh, you know, I also agree with your sentiment on Tim Duncan. That you know, I think that he uh, wasn't you know the flashy player that that Kobe Bryant was, and you know he his nickname was the the big fundamental, and so you know it, it, that and big men always get kind of uh, I don't know take a backseat to to the guards just because like I said they have the ball the guards have the ball in their hands a lot more, and so you're able to you know uh, see a little bit more of their talents and their skill set, but I mean. Sh- I know that, you know, Tim Duncan was on the bench yesterday, uh, you know, with tears in his eyes because I'm sure that he respects uh not only Kobe Bryant as the competitor, but, you know, Kobe Bryant as the man and as the person. And so, you know, from all accounts, I think that, you know, uh, when you look at the people who adored Kobe, I would say that the population of people who adored Kobe the most were his peers, the, the former NBA players or, you know, the, the, the players that he played with or against. You know, I think that they, hold, uh, they held Kobe in a regard that, you know, I think that was higher than even, you know, than than, than uh, even some of the fans might have held him in, in that regard.
4: Yeah, I think that's true. You know, I think it's kind of like uh, even like people like let's say me or you, like, you know what I'm saying, you might be working really hard, but, you know, as a colleague, I mean, I don't get to see it as much as maybe, you know, if you have a wife or someone, or even the people that you work with, like they're in your company, you know what I'm saying, like, it's kind of one of those things, like, NBA players, they're practicing with him, they're going against him, they see how hard he's going, you know, whether it's on Team USA, on the Lakers, whatever, they're training with him, they kind of get a better picture and a better sense of just how good this guy is, and they also get how hard it is to be an NBA player, like, it's easy, you know, for us, we're watching on the couch, whatever, like, oh, man, you know, this is, like, he's playing like garbage, like, Kwame Brown is terrible, that kind of stuff, those guys are working hard, they're really, really good, I think, like, when you think about great players like Allen Iverson, those guys are... You know, people look at them and hey, those are great top 25, top 30, whatever players. And you yeah, got, you know, D Wales, dude. And, like, there you go. There's that man, this guy was on a whole nother level. I think it's just, when you get that up close front, uh, front row view of it. It just kind of puts in a different perspective. And that's what kind of, uh, that's why you see, I think, so many of these players, you know. And I think at some point LeBron will join us as well. But, uh, just so many players just pouring out love and admiration for him.
3: Yeah. I feel like, uh, You know, the the players were uh, definitely deeply affected by the news of his passing yesterday. And I actually want to take a quick break. And on the other side of the break, I want to be able to talk about some of the games that took place yesterday. How did you feel about, you know, the players uh, having to play, you know, after getting that news? And then some of the the tributes that we saw to Kobe uh, around the league in last night's NBA games.
0: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: All right, yeah, Tremel, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, um, you know, last night's NBA games. I feel like, you know, that, that news kind of broke around... Um, it was around 3 p.m. Eastern time. And so uh, I know that there was one game that was getting ready to take place. I think there, there was a game that took place at 3.30. So they didn't really – those players didn't really have as much time, I believe, of the, the, the Houston-Denver uh, game, which is actually on NBA TV. And, you know, I feel like those players didn't really have enough time to, 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 to be able to fully process it, and they just kind of had to go out there. But you could see, like, players that were being visibly upset uh, – you know, about hearing the news. And then as the as later games uh, uh, began to start, you know, including uh, the, the Wizards-Hawks game, this is the Locked on Wizards podcast. So um, I, I think that it, it was good to see uh, uh, the, all the NBA teams and all the NBA players, you know, paying their respects and paying their tributes to uh, Kobe Bryant. I know one of the things that uh, the, the Wizards and Hawks game, one of the things that both the teams did uh, when they started the game, uh, Trey Young actually started the game wearing, uh, a number eight uh, jersey to honor uh, Kobe Bryant. And I know that, um, you know, he and Kobe had a, a very close relationship that, you know, he, uh, Kobe, uh, had, had flown uh, out to Atlanta uh, a few weeks ago uh, with his daughter, Gianna, to see Trey Young, who she said was uh, her favorite basketball player. And so Trey seemed to be very visibly upset. So I thought that it was very poignant that, you know, that that he had the chance to hold that ball uh, for that eight-second violation. And then in, in turn, the Wizards, they got the ball back and they held it for a 24-second violation. And it's very coincidental that, you know, eight-second violation and 24-second violation are the two uh, numbers that, that Kobe wore. Uh, what did you think about uh, some of the tributes uh, that, that that we got a chance to see from other NBA players or, you know, wearing Kobe sneakers, you know, uh, Adidas athletes wearing Nike Kobe shoes, to, and, and and you know writing different uh messages and stuff on there. What what did you think of the, the uh the outpour of love and support from the NBA community uh last night?
4: I thought it was it was nice. I mean I think it's a tough situation. Um you know it's not like Kobe's you know twenty years out of the league. He's only been out of the league for three or four years. So a lot of these guys have either played against him or with him in the over this over his career at some point and I think that uh, that kind of made it a little bit more special because it meant, uh, obviously, it affected him more closely, uh, impacted him more. I and mean, he's like, he has the, uh, the Mambo, uh, I can't remember what the, the source called his gym, I mean, but uh, he has that gym where a lot of those guys, you know, Tata and those type of dudes go out there and train with him. And so he's really had a, a hands-on kind of uh, with this next generation hard and all those guys. You know? so, so, like, it's, it was it was nice to see them be able to kind of express themselves. And, obviously, you you hate that they had to, to do that, especially at such short notice. Um, but it, it was really nice to see that. I think the the 24 second uh, runoff between I mean, the violation was really nice. Um, but I, the one thing, if I the one thing I will say though, I I kind of am hesitant to, um, guess be all in on these kind of people trying to make these connections. I guess like connecting the dots, like I think it was for Kobe, like with like Trey Young. I think he shot like 81% from the line. It's, like he to uh, whatever 40 points, or whatever on 24 shots, like. I don't, I'm not necessarily a big fan of that kind of stuff. It's the whole like, oh, like super woke, you know, trying to like connect these dots type thing. But overall, I I really appreciated the uh, the outpour of love and like how people have really showed Kobe uh, kind of sh- showed him a little bit of support in that in that moment.
3: Yeah, I, I think I think this might be part of the reason why I, I rock with you, Terrell, because I'm not really into uh, the the whole numerology thing either. Like, I, I feel like it's one of those things. Like, I I do think that. You know there there are certain times where okay you can connect certain numbers to a coincidence or a situation but i i i would uh i would you know be leery of trying to just connect the dots with you know a, a lot of different numbers and trying to you know uh attribute a certain meaning to certain things like you know it it it's it's something that like i said the the eight the 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 eight second violation or twenty four second shot clock violation you know I think that that's i mean that that is kind of strange and then like that, that those are the two numbers, and those are the numbers that he wore. But you know, trying to attribute a player's uh, shooting percentage or you know how many shots he took, I think that you know that that might be a little bit of a reach. But at the same time, like you know, I, I'm not here to tell somebody else how to grieve. That's personally, that's not something that that I would be you know trying to trying to connect on. But you know, I I, I very much respect anybody who you know is trying to draw any sense of. Uh, uh, I don't know. Relief uh, from the grief that they receive from this situation, for sure.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm not the type of person to really, you know, go and post pictures of, you know, get, I go Google pictures and like post to the Kobe Bryant like that. But I get if that's, you know, someone that's their way of uh, kind of relieving the tension or dealing with the grief of that. But yeah, I just that's the only thing I, I'm not a huge fan of. Like, you know, that's what they do. That's do them. But it just feels a little bit forced in that regard. And kind of like a. I was not going to say about casing but kind of like, you know what I'm saying, kind of bringing it to themselves. But that's the only thing that I would say that I'm not a huge fan of, but everything else I thought was beautiful. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's just my personal feeling. I don't want to make anyone feel bad about how they choose to uh, free with COVID. obviously everyone deals with it.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone uh, copes differently, and so you can even see within the NBA players who, you know, uh, were tasked with playing yesterday, so you have, uh, you know, you had Kyrie Irving. Who, by all reports, they said, you know, he's he's one of the closest players in the NBA, and Kobe himself admitted that, you know, the player that he's closest, the current player he's closest with, is Kyrie Irving. You know, we, there's this everybody knows about the story of Kyrie facetiming uh, Kobe in the locker room uh, while they're spraying champagne after the Cavaliers won their 2016 uh, championship, and so you know, uh, Kyrie Irving uh you know i'm sure that that was a lot for him to deal with you know they, they they he he left the arena yesterday when he found out the news and so and then you look at uh, that that's the that's how he chose to handle it and then you know uh you have other players like Trey uh who went out there and played and IT who was a part of the you know Mamba Academy uh class last year i think that was the first time that Kobe did that where he invited you know uh about a dozen or so uh nba players uh to come out and and train at the Mamba Academy uh, facility in California and so I T, you know, he he went out there and he played, and it, it, it's just it's just interesting to see how everybody uh, kind of copes with it differently. Uh, it, in your opinion, uh, do you think that it was right for the NBA to to continue through with the with the games as scheduled, uh, 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 knowing that you know that how much it deeply affected a, a lot of the players yesterday?
4: I mean, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, I think that they probably should have – I mean, for sure that first game, I mean, it was only, you know, what, 20, 30 minutes, but it was confirmed like 20, 30 minutes before the uh, the game started. So I'm sure their fans there already have been tough to kind of just clear those guys out and stuff like that. So you probably – that would for sure have to go on. But, I mean, I think you probably would like to see them, you know, talk to the players if they didn't want to play. And hopefully, you know, they hopefully they did that and the players decided that was what they wanted to do. Um, but I don't I don't have a problem with it. I think that Kobe probably would have. I, I like to I, I think that based on what we know about him, that he's probably with, you know, 40-type kind of move and uh, playing even, even though he passed away. But I, I don't have a problem with that. I think, you know, uh, it's just kind of the way that things are. Unfortunately, you, I mean, life continues to move on, and I think that he was really big on that. He always said things like, you know, you got to keep living, and I think that he'd be, he'd be okay with it. I, I don't have a problem with it personally. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of his thought. So. Yeah,
3: no, I think that, uh, you know, when you look at um... – you know, I saw Carmelo Anthony had some uh, comments after their game uh, last night, and he said that you know that that no him no Kobe the way that he did that he said that Kobe would have wanted him to go out there and play, and so I think that you know, that goes with the the kind of the the mom mentality of you know just just going out there and, and 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 doing doing your job to the best of your ability and and, and just kind of attacking it like, with with all of your passion. I think that, you know, that that I can see both sides of it. And I know that, you know, there, there were some players who, who probably uh, didn't want to play. But I would say that the majority of them probably did in, in a way that would honor uh, Kobe's legacy. And, you know, I, I, I honestly don't have a problem with it. I could have seen it both ways. You know, if I think there was about a slate of like maybe about four or five games last night, I think that it could have been, those games could have been easily postponed. Uh, you know, we we have postponed for you know weather and you know other different things. You know, I I, I remember uh, uh, last year it was in Houston they had the, the the arena was was leaking. You know, so I mean there there are things that happen that come up, and I do believe that you know Kobe Bryant's death was so shocking and so jarring that there was a cause that you know if they if they wanted to postpone it, I would have been fine with that too. But you know they went ahead and they played the games, and I think that you know we we were able to get some 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 great memories out of, you know, uh the players, you know, kinda, you know, uh crying through the woman's. You know, Bradley Bill was, you know, uh visibly upset on the bench uh before the, the start of the game. I know that his uh fiance, uh, Kamaya, she was on uh, Twitter, you know, kinda gave her opinion on uh that, that she didn't think that maybe the player should play and who knows if, you know, maybe that was a sentiment that, that Brad had relayed to her or, you know, if that was something that she was, you know, kinda you know, going on her own and staying, but I, I do think that I could see it from both perspectives, and I definitely agree with you that uh, that that's probably what Kobe would have wanted. He would have wanted uh, everything to continue, and uh, you know, like that that the, the, he the, the tributes were uh, enough of, of of an honor uh, to to to, to kind of help everybody get through what was a very difficult day. But uh, but yeah, uh Trammell, man, I wa- I wanted to uh, also talk to you about um, you know you know kind of what 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 you saw from like the guys who were out there. You know, Trey Young probably had one of his uh, uh, better games of the season. I know we're not getting into the to the numerology of the numbers that came with that, but I mean, I, I definitely could see that you know you no know, he was trying to play and and perform for uh, for his guy Kobe Bryant. And you know I talked about you know IT was a member of that uh first class at the Mamba Academy who went out there and worked out with Kobe uh you know there've been a lot of reports of you know IT's relationship with Kobe and how you know uh he used to talk to Kobe uh after the playoff games uh and and in, in that 2017 series against the uh, Washington Wizards uh, uh and happened that you know there's a coincidence there but you know that that Kobe was a uh, very much a part of a lot of these uh players' lives and you know even more so than you know just a uh a, a a a mentor standpoint uh on the court you know he he was the guy that you know a lot of them looked to uh you know for 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 guidance and for uh, i don't know just 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 a really just just a mentorship uh you know uh, one of my favorite memories of of kobe uh was Kobe on the redeem team, so when you look at you know uh, um all of these superstars uh playing on this one team that you know it was it was, Kobe, it was Kobe Bean, the black mamba who actually had to come out there and kind of save the day uh uh for the for the olympic team um what 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 were some of your thoughts about you know uh the the, the guy people you know wearing his shoes yesterday and 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 just and just kind of you know uh putting on for Kobe yesterday
4: I mean, I love that. I, I think that, you know, like I said, I'm not a big fan of the, the drum, the dots, like, kick the dots thing, but I think it's awesome when the guys like, you know, Trey Young or, like, even uh, in the college, women's college basketball, Sabrina, uh, Gineski, like, you know, the, dedicating their performance that night and really, you know, writing his name on their shoes, stuff like that, and just kind of making it making it clear, like, this is their intention, that they want to go out and meant so much of them. they want to go out and give their best uh, performance. You know, obviously, you know, Trey had 45 points last night, 14 uh, assists. I mean, the Rocks for 152 points. And, you know, even, you know, like I said, Serena, they go out and get the big one in Green State. Like, I think that's really awesome. I think that, um, I think it, you'd be honored. I think I'm sure that the family, like, in that moment, they probably were still grieving, but, you know, they kind of get the chance to look back on this and just the way that people are kind of dedicating performances and, uh, you know, make, memorializing him kind of in the weight in their jerseys and stuff like that. I think that they'll really appreciate that. And it'll be kind of a memory and something that they can kind of hold on to and as they move forward, maybe even look like at something they can hold with them and kind of uh maybe even extend his legacy a little bit more and make it make it a little bit easier to deal with hopefully. So I I was a big fan of it. I appreciate it and uh yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that we we could definitely uh we could definitely look forward to seeing a lot more tributes coming in the next few days. I know that um, tomorrow's Lakers Clippers game will 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 definitely be filled with all sorts of tributes and um you know that that that'll be just very interesting to to see uh you know two of the best teams uh you know uh, uh LeBron who who had just recently passed Kobe on the all-time foreign list um and then you know guys like Paul George and uh Kawhi Leonard on the other side who were members of that you know Mamba Academy class from last year and and guys who looked up to Kobe guys who grew up in LA you know idolizing Kobe and his game and then you know you have the uh the All-Star game uh, coming up soon too. So there I mean there there's gonna be a lot more tribute to uh to Kobe Bryant uh uh in the incoming future. And so I think that, you know, every, like I said, everybody has to grieve at their own pace. I, I do wanna say this, I mean, for everybody out there on Twitter right now, like in the mentions of LeBron James talking about why he hasn't uh, you know, made a post yet for Kobe, like first of all, get over yourself. But like, it's not it's not about that like that, that that's a uh, lebron like he and Kobe were legitimately friends like and so like he's allowed to grieve however he wants to grieve it it's just it, I don't know, it, it's just kind of like psycho behavior to me for people to like want like, for, for people to expect like uh, uh athletes and other celebrities to to open up their lives and and, and that's way. like i mean he that, that's his friend he's allowed to grieve however he wants to grieve I, I, I there 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 was there were a lot of things about you know uh you know the the, the people uh, attacking other people on the internet for for just a lot of minor things yesterday that that, that really kind of bothered me a little bit uh, surrounding this whole situation.
4: Yeah, I mean I agree with you. I think it's it's really weird and it kind of is kind of a um, kind of a reflection of just kind of the the era that I think it, we're in right now. I think you know a lot of people are instantly I'm kind of touching this earlier just. They wanna be the first ones to go out there and say this or that, you know, Oh, I miss Kobe so much or he this or that or they wanna they wanna police how other people kind of uh deal with the situation. Like I'm sure that Kobe Bryant, you know, he, I mean not Kobe Bryant, excuse me, LeBron James probably feels terrible about what happened. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he passed him the day before and his last two his last tweet and his last Instagram post are both dedicated to LeBron, Kobe's work. I think that he probably he probably feels a little bit weird, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure like people are, you know, starting to conspiracy theories like, Oh, he passed him and then, you know, he passed away. I just see like Darren Johnson tweet about talking about the Illuminati and stuff. I'm sure, like, that kind of stuff probably is in his mind. Not that he believes that's the case, but I'm sure that he's, like, it's something that is playing on him. And even like, Kobe, from all accounts, seemed like they had a really close relationship. Everyone tried to kind of pit them against each other, these opponents, and they didn't like each other. It seemed like they were really close and they really liked each other, and I think that it's probably something that he's really trying to wrap his head around. I think, you know, if, if it was, like, a parent, like, if, my parent, if one of my parents passed away, I think I'd be you know, hesitant to go out and just right away post something. You know, what I'm saying I think I'd want to have a time to kind of figure it myself and reflect and think about you know the moments that we had together. I wouldn't want to immediately run to social media, and I definitely wouldn't want people to tweet me saying, "Oh, why aren't you talking about it?" You know, what I'm saying so. I think when you're in that position where you really had a relationship with someone, uh, it, it's appropriate and it's understandable um, that you'd want to take your time and really gather your thoughts. And I think that it's really kind of it's, it's disgusting that people are you know, you see his Instagram uh, comments and the way he's mentioned, like he said, he's just sort people just, you know, giving it to him, just really unloading on him about something that he had no control of. He, you know what I'm saying, he wasn't in the airplane or the helicopter, he had no control over what happened. So, I mean, he shouldn't be held responsible or looked at any differently, you know what I'm saying? Like, all he did is pass pass him on a boarding list, I think. Um, it's, it's really unfortunate to see, but I know that, you know, the kind of man LeBron is. is, I'm sure he'll take this in stride. And so that's something thoughtful to say when the time comes, which will probably be tomorrow at the game, whatever. Uh, But at some point, you know, he will deliver a well-thought-out message. I think that, you know, everyone else is just, you know, be patient.
3: Yeah, I mean, LeBron is definitely, uh, you know, one of the more calculated uh, uh, athletes uh, out there, one of the most calculated people in general with, you know, how he's viewed in the public eye. So, you know, I I, I am entrusting that, you know, whenever he is ready that, you know, he will, you know, uh, uh, remember Kobe Bryant in a way that was, uh, totally appropriate and I, I definitely wanted to touch on it real quick one one of the things that you just said about you know the their legacy uh kobe and lebron's legacy and how a lot of people you know really tried to pit them against each other um and you know i i, I as a basketball fan i do believe that you know we were all robbed of you know the the the, the lebron uh kobe finals duel uh you know one once was um, you know uh, Kobe's team, LeBron, uh, Cavaliers team, made it in '07, um, and that was a year before you know uh, Kobe went on his three-year run. And then I think the '09 year was the year that everybody really, really were, was was kind of expecting that. But that was the year uh, the Cavaliers lost to uh, the Orlando Magic in the Conference Finals. But that that was the year that that we 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 could have really got that 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 marquee matchup between you know it was literally you know two of the all-time greats. Uh, that the league has ever seen, but I, I think that there's no question in my mind that uh, you know that, that LeBron had a lot of love for Kobe Bryant, and you know when when you just look at like a lot of these videos from them from you know playing on the Olympic teams, and I think you know LeBron gave this great story about how when he was in high school how Kobe gave him his shoes and he played in them uh, the next day even though they were too small. Like a, you don't you don't you don't do stuff like that. You don't tell stories like that about a guy that you don't have love for, you know?
4: <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's just, I mean, just even beyond him, like, just the stories I've been hearing have been so awesome, like, the story with uh, Michael Wilbon talking about Kobe coming to see, uh, and the last time he played the Wizards, he uh, he met Michael Wilbon's son, and he was talking to him, and I think he said, Michael Wilbon said that his son asked him, why do I have to go to school, because I'm going to be in the NBA, and Kobe was like, hey, man, we're going to have to have a talk, and he said, like, he really took him off to the side, and they had, like, this five, ten-minute conversation about, you know, the importance of school and stuff like that. And I think it just kind of gives you a better picture of the kind of uh, person that he was. And I know he wasn't perfect. There were things, you know, that obviously he probably got back or that you know, he, he, he didn't necessarily get right. But I think that, you know, we kind of get a glimpse of that, you know, the kind of the impact he had on people. And I think that's something that's really important and it's something that um, it takes time to kind of – when when someone has that kind of impact on you and you see the kind of influence that they have on people, it's, it's tough to put it into words. And I think that's why – you know, LeBron is taking the time that he needs to take. And I, I think that, like you said, he's very well, um, very intelligent, you know, calculated he doesn't really make too many mistakes as far as off the court, you know, things. He doesn't really – you never see him really put his foot in his mouth. Um, so I think, you know, he, when the time is ready, he's going to – when the time is right, he'll be ready and he'll deliver the right message. So. Yeah, of
3: course. And like I said, I think that, you know, tomorrow's, LA, tomorrow's Lakers-Clipper game will be probably the first step, and I'm sure that LeBron and the league will do – uh, a lot more uh, as the All-Star game approaches, and, and that will be a real special time because, you know, that that's, All-Star is definitely one of the, you know, marquee events for the NBA, and it's a time where literally everyone in the league will be able to get together. Uh, so, you know, when you have, like, the majority of the players will be there, you know, uh, uh, you know the coaches, GMs and stuff will be there. Like, you know, there will be a lot of, uh, I don't know, uh, a, a lot of a familial vibe that weekend around, and and, and uh, that'll be a familiar vibe, and it'll be a chance for everyone to kind of remember Kobe Bryant and be with each other, though. And so, you know, I know that Kobe was was definitely, you know, a, a, a marquee member of, you know, All-Star Weekend. You can't even think about, you know, All-Star Weekend without, you know, really thinking about Kobe and some of his great performances in those games and, you know, his, his All-Star Game MVPs. And so, you know, I, I I'm very much looking forward to you know, what What the NBA will come up with and to to kind of honor him uh, going forward. I know one of the things I saw yesterday was, you know, people saying that, you know, maybe you should just have uh, one one of the teams where all jerseys were number eight and one of the teams where all jerseys were number 24. I kind of like that idea. But like I said, I, I'm sure that the NBA and, you know, uh, and LeBron and Giannis, who are both uh, captains of the two all-star teams, I'm sure that, you know, they will uh, – you know, that they, 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 they will honor Kobe in the way that, you know, that Kobe would have wanted to be honored.
4: Absolutely, man. I mean, I don't really have anything to add to that one. I mean, I think you nailed it on the head. I think, you know,
2: um,
4: they, they usually do really well with these kind of things, with these tributes. And I uh, like the NBA has a good – they get they have a good finger on the pulse of what, you know, is appropriate as far as um, tributes and retiring numbers like that for the fans. I think that they'll do – they'll be a due diligence. I think about the NBA being a kind of brotherhood and a family. I think you feel that even more so with, with the NBA than necessarily like the you know major league baseball or the NFL because it's such a close knit community. It's only what 12, 15 guys on the team, and so you get that tight brotherhood. And they really uh, you know these guys play with each other in the offseason stuff like that. So I think you get a real quick stuff. So I think that uh, when that opportunity at the All Star Game presents itself, and before that as well, but I think that they'll be they'll put something really beautiful together. I think it'll be uh, something memorable. It'll be kind of you know it'll it'll be it'll 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 get the job done for sure. Yep, yep.
3: And um, you know, I I know we we spent the, a lot of time talking about the the legacy of Kobe Bryant and, you know, he he's deserving of every single minute that we talked about. And, you know, I don't want to diminish anything from from that conversation. You know, you and I I, re- I actually reached out to you last week to to record and we were going to record last night, but it just didn't really seem kind of appropriate dealing with, you know, everything that was going on. But one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about when I talked to you last week was you know, the all-star game. And so uh, when you have that uh, the, that game yesterday that took place between Bradley Beal uh, and the Wizards and Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks, you know, I think that there was also a little bit of an underlying uh, thing there dealing with, you know, these two guys who uh, are, are some of the best guards in the Eastern Conference. And you have a guy like Trey Young who was already named an all-star starter in um, large part because of, you know his popularity among the fans, and it's that same popularity is, is, you know, the reason why I think that uh, uh, Kobe and his daughter, you know, they 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 were fans of Trey Young. So you know, I, I understand why Trey Young was an All Star starter. But I wanted to talk to you for for just a couple of minutes, uh, and and, and try to talk about some of these Eastern Conference All Star guards. I'm, I'm gonna take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll, we'll finish up with a very
0: Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: All right, Trammell, man. I-, I wanted to just finish up real quick and, and-, and talk about, uh, you know, some of your thoughts about, uh, you know, Trey Young has already been named an all star starter and you know, I, I honestly I don't have a problem with it because of the fact that, you know, I mean he got the he got the majority of the fan votes and you know, uh, the fan votes only represent fifty percent of the starter uh of the makeup of the voting, so twenty five percent had to be relied on by the players and the coaches I mean players and the uh media and so you know he earned that right to be an all star starter uh what what were your kind of your thoughts about you know trey Young being an all star starter but, but you know being on the worst team in the league and uh to add to that, do you think that Bradley bill will uh be joining trey Young in chicago as as an all star this
4: year i mean I would say uh, I think you're gonna have to define what the all star game is if we're saying that it's uh, something for the fans and to, to enjoy then I think you know it's fine i think for uh for trey young to be in the to be a starter in the game. Um, but if we're saying it's kinda of merit based and we're we're basing on that type of stuff, I think, you know, it's I, I wouldn't necessarily want to see Bradley Beal or uh, Trey Young as a starter. I think they're both definitely some of the one of the best players in the Eastern Conference. But I do I think you gotta I think winning should should kinda of be the most important thing. Obviously, you know, you're not gonna put somebody that's four or five points a game in until so they're winning. I think that's something that should be taken into account. I think, you know, a guy like Jimmy Butler, I know he's a force. so it doesn't necessarily affect the Trey Young Bradley Beal conversation, but you know, those type of guys are the ones that, you know, should be guys that are contributing to a winning team. Like that's that should be the guys that are starting. That should be, if, if we're saying that's what it is. But if it's a fan vote, then, I mean, hey, just, you know, whoever they want to see, let them see. And if we want Caruso in there, they can go ahead and put it in for all I care. But, I mean, I think that we should the, – the NBA should probably define more what the All-Star game is. If the All-Star game is just fans, that's fine. And then we can say the All-NBA is where we get it, right? That's fine with me. But I think uh, if we're saying it's merit-based, I, I don't feel – like, a guy that has won 11 games, even though he's scoring almost 30 points a game, should be a starter. That's, that's me personally. Um, and, and then with Valley Beal, I mean, I like Valley do a lot. I feel like he's kind of, in some ways, kind of held the Wizards back from, from Wednesday because I've, I've been actually a little bit disappointed in him. Like, I know he's scoring a lot of points, but I feel like he hasn't really played as well, especially as well as he did last year. I feel like he hasn't really played at the same, at uh, that high level that we have seen him at last. I'm I'm right there with you on Bradley Beal,
3: man. I I think that you know he he definitely hasn't played as well as he played uh, last year, and he he's he he's becoming uh, less and less efficient as a player as his career kind of progresses. And I think that a lot of that has to do with you know uh, some of that has to do with uh, you know the, the the cast of characters that he has around him, and so he he definitely received a lot of the defensive attention from opposing teams. But at the same time, you know, I mean, James Harden gets triple team, you know, when he crosses half court. And so, you know, I think that it, it, there, there's a difference between, you know, when we're, when we're talking about, you know, all-star. An all-star is, a, is somebody, and that's why I think they have, you know, fans who are able to vote for all-stars because, you know, it, 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 it's it's not, I'm not saying it's a meaningless uh, accolade, but, I mean, it, it has less weight to me than what would be like the all-NBA, which would be, uh, much more of a merit-based accomplishment, and so you know I do think that Bill and Trey Young are both All Stars, and you know I, I I agree with you that neither one of them probably deserve to be an All Star starter, but you know this, this is the game that you know we have. It, it's a game for the fans. It's for the excitement. It's a, you know it, it, All Star game is supposed to be the most glorified pickup game in the world, and so people people want to see you know guys out there play play an exciting brand of basketball. But I, I do. I definitely think that you know, Bill has kind of uh, regressed a little bit and in, and uh, in, in his play. And so, you know, if he could end up. He could wind up being an All Star team, which will be announced later this week. But you know, in no way, uh, form or fashion, do I think that he's played like you know one of the best players in the NBA this year. And so that's why, for me, like I don't even think he would be in consideration for uh, being an All NBA caliber player. But for this particular game. Uh, as an all all star game, like I said, a glorified pickup game. You know, I don't have a problem with either one of those players being in that game, and I do think that Bradley Beal will make the all star team.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think Bradley Beal, great player, like I said. Um, but yeah. yeah, like I said, I mean, he's, he definitely regrets. But I think the thing is, I think that we have to kind of, I think that kind of keep in mind is. You know, just because he regressed does that mean that he's, you know, become a bad player. And I don't think that's the case. Sometimes sometimes people like when you tell people someone's regressed, they say, Oh you wouldn't need to jump to extremes. I think he's still been he's still been good. He's been okay. Like, he's been fine. He's won twenty eight points a game, obviously you don't do that after a scrub. Um, but at the same time they're not winning a lot of games and I feel like he is kind of the reason for that. Like it's not like it's like he's playing good and everyone else is just letting him down. Like, I feel like there's times where he is you know, he played really bad. Like he's getting thirty but he wasn't a great player. Like, he didn't have a strong impact on the team, and so that's why I kind of where I'm coming from when I say I don't think he should be a starter, but like by no means i do not think he should be an all-star. I think he's a great player; he should definitely be in the game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like we said, I mean, if, if it's on entertainment and the fan value, we absolutely need Trey Young to be a starter. Like I want to see him pull up from forty. I want to see him break someone's ankles and then pull up for forty and turn around before it goes in. That's that's the kind of stuff that he brings to the game. That's what we want to see in an all-star game. So definitely, I have no problem with it. If that's the first thing it is, the first thing it's like. a –
3: America, I, I'm a little hesitant for that. Yeah, man, that 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 uh, scenario that you just described—Trey Young potentially breaking somebody's ankles, pulling up for forty, and then turn around before the shot even goes in—like, I, I that's that's I feel like that's what we all pay money to see. Like, that's that's what we want to see. So, you know, if, if we can get the 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 you know the highest quality entertainment value on the court, I think that uh, you know everybody would be happy to see that. So. But, Tremel, man, I, I want to greatly uh, thank you for, for, for coming on and, you know, uh, just kind of helping break down this situation, help, you know, hopefully the listeners out there will, will, will feel more comforted, like, having, you know, people kind of just talk through this situation and kind of remember Kobe's legacy, uh, um, you know, in, in a way that, you know, I feel like would, would honor him. And so, you know, and, and like you said, I, I look forward to to, to seeing everything that that the NBA does going forward with all the tributes and what they do with the All Star game. But I think that you came on and definitely gave a, a perspective that I think that uh, 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 the, the Kobe fan would be very appreciative of.
4: Sure, man. Yeah, anytime, man. It's, uh, it's always a blessing, uh, and a pleasure to come in and talk with you, man. And one of my favorite people on the beat. Uh, Good to get to get on the podcast. No problem.
3: Yeah, man. So I also want to give you this opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, uh, plug yourself and your social media handles and, and and where the people can find your work. Uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I see you around all the time. Like you're, you're at Wizards games, man. You're at you're at Mystics games. Like uh, you're at the uh, uh, the Nationals when they won the World Series. You're down there at the stadium covering that. Like you're you're literally all over the place. Uh, you cover. I actually read a lot of your stuff. Uh, you know, you're covering high school sports. Uh, you know, I went to a WCAC high school, so I'm really big into the high school basketball scene uh, in this area. So, you know, I definitely want to give you this opportunity to kind of, you know, plug yourself and your work and and let the people know where they can find some of the great stuff you're doing over there at Post Sports.
4: Yeah, for sure, man. You know, just kind of uh, right now I'm just kind of all over the place, you know, wherever they need me to be at, whatever they want me to write about, you know what I'm doing. Uh, my Twitter name is, uh, my last name is Frags, R-A-G-G-S, underscore, no, for riches. It's supposed to be funny, but most people don't really get it. Like, in the back, of the riches, but in the no riches. Like, people don't really get it, but in my mind, it was funny. That's so how I came up with it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just I'm going uh, to watch the post. Uh, There's some cool things, obviously, here. Um, yeah, I mean, check us out. We're, we're doing, we're we're the best out there. So make sure you're keeping a, keeping a good look at uh, what we're doing to watch the post. Yeah,
3: of course, of course, man. And, and for all the listeners, man, you go you go follow Trimel. I mean, he's literally. A great follow. He gives very good perspective, a very nuanced and balanced take on a lot of different things. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, I'm appreciative of, of you know, uh, following you and just being able to learn different stuff from you. So, you know, I, I know that the listeners, they they will be uh, equally as appreciative.
4: <laughs> uh, for sure, man. Yeah, it's all, it's all about, uh, you know, sports. And then every once in a while, I, I'm, uh, I'm a little wild out there and throw some, uh, some Hail Marys at the in the ends, you know what I'm saying, but uh, I try to try to keep it pretty professional for the most part. <laughs> got
3: got to shoot shoot the shot, man. That's hey that that that's that's how we got to live this life, man. But you know, man, <laughs> exactly.
4: I'm I'm Trey Young out here, man. I'm Trey Young.
3: Hey man, pulling up from crossing, <laughs> breaking ankles, pulling up from 40. Let's get it. <laughs>
4: exactly. Doesn't doesn't always go in, but you got to keep shooting.
3: And got gotcha, to got gotcha. to. Well, man, Truma, I really appreciate this, man. Thank thank you again for coming on. we, we got to do this in, again in the future sometime. Alright man, appreciate it bro. Alright, no problem.
2: Like Gilbert Arenas, now I'm chilling back, giving advice I buy my girl shit that no matter the price They see that I'm taking, they try getting past labor for money, I just tell in advance I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance She's just trying to have me up in the trance I'm in a struggle like fuck it. They just trying to make some bucks Love when I slap down my ones, But it bounced like a ball when I struck it So if you ever see a real nigga like me Just let them live and just be how it be Go to the club with them two and you'll see With a J, we be on the same team I want a baller like the Wizards Yeah, you know what I mean when I'm blowing I'm on the net Girl, she shots for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring I want a ball, I like the Wizards Yeah, you know what I mean When I'm blowing I'm on the net Girl, she want shots for the team I was in high school with dreams Now I'm almost looking clean Teaching game like a dean Coach all these girls to a ring
0: Hey, Prime members!